The Adventure Jogger, a podcast about trail and ultra running. Meet fascinating runners from the front, middle, and back of the pack, sharing inspiring and funny stories about life and running. Running should be fun, and so should running podcasts. I'm your host, Ryan Pluckelman, and this is The Adventure Jogger. In a very short time, the Yeti 100 in Damascus, Virginia has turned into one of the premier 100-mile ultramarathons in the Southeast. One of the first races, there'll be a really early race that would get Western states qualification status. And I think that speaks a lot to the incredible atmosphere that race director Jason Green has created around his Yeti trail running events. And I think the Yeti trail runners are a wonderful group of people. And I think when people go to those races and they run it, they're like, oh my God, where has this been all my life? And that I think that speaks to the incredible success of the Yeti races, not just the Yeti 100, but all the Yeti races. But the Yeti 100, the big one in Damascus, Virginia, took place recently. And the overall winner ran a blistering 15 hours, 23 minutes, and 30 seconds and she is my guest on this episode of the adventure jogger she runs for ultra team red amy hamilton welcome to the adventure jogger thank you for having me (laughs) that was one hell of a time like 15 hours for 100 miles you really did not get your money's worth amy it's still kind of sinking in honestly like i i'm i'm still kind of in shock a bit about it (laughs) but it was a great great run i mean i really um just to tell you about the hundred history for me i've i've i entered the ultra running space four years ago Mm -hmm. i noticed Um, that on ultra sign up because i looked back at your stats and I saw yes. like the first one was 2017 was your first race. Yes. Mountain Masochist was my first experience in ultras. Um, but I've attempted the hundred four times previously to Friday. Um, and they all went great through the 50 mile mark. And I always ended up crashing at mile 75. Um, usually a fall or an injury that just shut my body down. So I was really, you know, I guess being the type A person I am, I was frustrated. I couldn't figure out what am I doing wrong? (laughs) So I actually reached out to a coach um, last December Mm -hmm. to figure out the nutrition part. Um, So that is, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. Yep. Okay. Um, But it that is really, I think that's why it's so crazy that the first time that I went to <laughs> to figure this out and actually have the nutrition part down that I ran so well. I think that's kind of been, you know, uh, uh, just overwhelming still for me, still quite not sinking in. <laughs> it is such a big piece of the puzzle, Amy, that I don't think enough people really put enough time and effort into. I've seen no. so many people at races, Amy, that run a very strong first 30 40 50 miles and then it's 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 walk town and just a downward crash because right. of that nutrition and when you roll into an aid station oh, i'm not hungry that yeah. you don't have to be hungry you got to eat yeah. and that's <laughs> you a, better eat yeah exactly you really <laughs> yeah. got to dial that in and i think that is yeah. what separates 
a lot of people who could do really well in longer races um, from yeah. those that just kind of meander in the middle just because that nutrition part plays such a huge game. Since you brought it up, I, I don't want to give away your coach's secrets because, you know, Amy, uh, you are writing you know, the checks. The thing is, for me, like, I love to share because I think, we're, you know, there there is no magic. It's just, it's learning it. It's practicing it. Um, you know, I, w- I was pretty successful at 50 milers and 50 Ks, but I think it just wasn't enough time to catch up to me. And, you know, I was, a I did road running for a long time, mm-hmm. marathons and, you know, before the marathon, people are telling me, okay, you need to make sure you do this. You might want to have a gel at mile 16. I mean, I didn't even do much then. And I was pretty successful with that, but, you know, I guess you always want to be, you always want to be learning and right. I think you can never you don't know you're never going to know it all right and right. it may not be the best day you do everything right and it's still not a great day but um every long run I practice race nutrition so I carry you know my fluids the calories I try to do about 250 calories an hour that's what I did I probably did more in the beginning mm-hmm. um and I just I can't say what it does. And I saw the confidence in my training runs, you know, consistently how much better I I felt. I didn't feel that last hour I'm dragging on a four hour run. Like I felt like I could go forever and you practice it. So your stomach gets used to Mm -hmm. it. And, you know, so it's not, that's why I try to share with as many people as I can. I mean, I haven't been in the sport long and I try to read and ask and, (laughs) you know, but it's, it's been wonderful to have a coach and his running program has just been solid for me. I'm 45 years old. I thought maybe I just, maybe I won't get any faster. Maybe the hundred mile isn't my distance, but I truly believe, you know, being a a previous coach, um, I still teach athletes classes, um, you know, doing group fitness classes. I I feel like you can, you put your mind to something, you can do anything. And I'm just a normal person, you know? So I think there's so much to gain from nutrition. I think that's a huge missing link for a lot of people. Amy, (laughs) you are not a normal person. Normal people do not run 15 hour hundreds. Let's just, but we're putting that out there right now. That's right. Amy Hamilton is not (laughs) normal. I know. Not normal. But honestly, you know, everybody says you're going to hit a low point. Um, I waited for that low point. I never, I guess for me too, it's, I know it's a, it's a mindset, you know, Mm -hmm. you just, you got to remember why you're out there. You love it. Right. Mm -hmm. You love to run and just, you know, uh, Pat Reagan is who my coach is. I don't mind saying he is a wonderful human being. Yes, he is. He said, don't, this race is not bigger than you. Like you just, you have to trust the work you put in. You take it, you know, step by step. And I just remembered thinking that during that whole race, you know, I've got this, like, just take it piece by piece. I mean, I PR'd my 50 in this race. That's, I mean, that's incredible. You know? It's it's absolutely incredible that time, because the way it yeah. makes it sense, like you've tried the 100 mile distance. That was your fourth try at the distance at Yeti and your first completion, right? Yes. <laughs> your first yes finished 115 hours um everybody right now is going to patreagan.com and signing up for the pat reagan class (laughs) was it was it you too can run a 15 hour 100 miler is that was the name of the plan yeah (laughs) well i was hoping 
open between 16 and 17 hours. That was kind of my, that was my game plan. I mean, obviously, you know, things could go wrong. It could be slower, but I never dreamed for it to be anything above that really, you know, and, um, I moved to Abingdon two years ago. So this is kind of home turf for me. I've yeah. done the, the damn 50 and I did the damn 50 K and you know, the Eddie 50 K's. So the, the creeper trail is, is home turf. It's where I do a lot of my long runs. Um, and I just, I love, I love the atmosphere, you know, with the out and back, it's unique because you end up seeing everybody in the entire field. Yeah. So, you know, it's, fun to just cheer everybody on and, and, you know, wish them well on their day. And it's just, it's, it, there's something special about that, you know? Um, so it's, it's exciting. Do you know what, what's <laughs> I'm funny? Still, I'm still having, and I feel great. Like I walked, I will say the night after mm-hmm. and Saturday, you know, a little slow moving, but I've walked, you know, that's the other thing I'm learning is recovery and the taper. I was yeah. not very good at that before. Um, you have to give yourself grace and time to recover. And um, I've just been walking three to four miles and I, but I feel great. I mean, I feel human in my mind. I want to go run, but you know, I know that's not good. <laughs> not yet. <laughs> Amy, I will say that I've, I've interviewed a lot of people and sometimes you ask someone a question and they give you a one word answer. Um, yeah. You could take the ball and run with it, which I appreciate. <laughs> It makes my job well, easy. Why am I even I here? Talk. I like to talk. <laughs> Why am I even here? Um, I, I do want to say that I did hear from many people that were out uh, at Yeti, and they they yeah. they commented on how awesome it was to see you lead that race because mm-hmm. you were high fiving everybody and cheering people on, and that's yeah. that's such a different a different scene at the front of the pack. Where it's usually yeah. very, they're they're very focused and very inward and just yeah. kind of doing their thing. And to see you smiling and high fiving and cheering everybody on, and it yeah. were it wasn't like you were lollygagging. You were no. pushing a fifteen you know hour pace. That yeah. was that that impressed a lot of people to see that you you in a state of joy, passing that yeah. joy on to your fellow runners. It's it's funny. I got multiple messages. In, in fact, it was really overwhelming. I think um, I think what's strange is I know I look at elites sometimes and think, man, you know, they're untouchable, you know. Yeah. And it's um, it's weird because I, I guess I don't see myself as that way. I just see myself as someone who's worked hard. I've put in the training. It was a great weather day but you know i did that in the 50 mile um the 50k was more a point to point so you don't see anybody um but i just for me my running you know um teaching classes coaching i want to be a light to others i feel like you know god has put a passion in my heart Mm -hmm. for running i mean who at 45 with three older kids is still doing this stuff you know but i feel grateful i've been through a pretty i went through a pretty tough health journey in my in my running world um and didn't know if i'd run again so i just i feel like it's as good for me to, to tell them, have a great day. You've got this. It's, it's as good for me as it is for them. It's happy for me to see them. I feel like they are out there doing the same thing I'm 
doing. They are doing something that feels impossible and they're, it's going to give them confidence in their life. And, and they're doing an amazing thing too. I don't think it's, I'm any more special than they are. Does that make sense? I know that sounds weird, but I, I love people and I think we need more kindness and joy in this world. (laughs) You know, that's why I love the ultra space. Mm -hmm. It's so much different from the marathons. (laughs) You know, you you bring up so many great points and I'm writing questions down that I want to follow up, but we keep zooming right past them. So we're gonna have to unpack a lot of this stuff right away. But you say something, Amy, that has been on my heart for the last couple of weeks and we do need more kindness and i think that's the beauty of the ultra running world where you've got people it it seems like once you get out of the race for the front you know and you get to the middle and the back of the pack nobody really cares if you finish ahead of them or if they have to stop and take 10 minutes off their time to help somebody because it's right. like it's 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 a it's a group journey at that yeah. point and and I do think more than ever we need more joy and peace and love. I think it's become too trendy to be an asshole online and I think yeah. it needs to be trendy. Yeah. I think we need to make it trendy to be to be kind and, and respectful and treat people with with just just loving kindness and yeah. not try to be a viral sensation by being a prick, if that makes any sense. Yes, it does. <laughs> you, you know, you know, we're all human, right? Right. And we all have we we don't know what someone else is going through. Everybody is going to have a storm or a journey, a tough one in their life, and we have to be there for one another. Right. You know, we've we've lost that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I do. It's funny when when we started the race, you know, there were a couple guys that I got to spend a little bit of time with. One is all, also coached by Pat Reagan. <laughs> he finished second. Um, this is a commercial for Pat Reagan racing, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> and another guy was from Colorado, and I wish I could remember his first name. I think he's finished fifth. Mm-hmm. N- such a nice guy. Um, he's a teacher. It was such a joy. He didn't realize he had two handhelds. He was very minimal. And he's like, where's the aid stations? Are there no aid stations? I said, well, I know that our crew can't meet us till Damascus, but surely there is one. And we, yeah. we passed through Taylor's Valley so fast. It was up on the hill. You know, I stopped, I pulled off, had to pee, got back on. And he was kind of behind me. I said, you know what? I'm so sorry. I think that was an aid station back there. But because he was out of fluids. Yeah. He said, I got to go to the bathroom and I need more water. I'm out of fluids. So funny i had i do goo roctane is mm. the electrolyte drink that i use and i had i had gels on me too because it was cooler yeah so i knew that i might not be able to get the whole 16 ounces down in the hour mm. but we stopped i poured half my fluids so he had something to, to, to get i said look stop i'll pour it he didn't want to drink out of my bottle you know everybody's like we got to be careful right right but you know that's like to me that's like racing you know okay what's what's 15 seconds he had he had no fluids and we still had another probably 45 minutes it's just it's just what you do like i don't you don't think about it that way but and did it hurt my race no obviously not Yeah, we hammered down that mountain a little faster than than what I predicted to do, but <laughs> right, right. Yeah, but it's, it's, yeah. it's a joy just meeting those people, you know, mm-hmm. and and it's that's what life's about. You're, you know? you're right. Nobody has ever, you know, changed their life for the better because someone was an asshole to them. 
you know, but, but if somebody was somebody, a, a great moment of kindness can really can change a person. It doesn't happen all the time. So you, you don't, can't expect those results all the time, but I've yet to find someone that goes like, man, I'm, ha- I just, I was having a horrible day and then uh, someone was an asshole to me and now I'm just having a great day. It always just kind of, kind of goes a little further down the, the hole. Yeah. Um, yeah. Before we get into the race, again, I'm trying to get these follow-up questions. You're too good of a guest, Amy. That's the problem. (laughs) I don't know about that. Come on. Um, You talked about a health concern, and running was nearly taken from you. Let's go back to that for a minute. What was that all about? Uh, So I I, I ran Boston the year of the bombing. Mm -hmm. I'm telling you, the marathons I've done. (laughs) and when I got back from Boston, I was training for New York. Of course, you know, I, it got canceled because yeah. of the hurricane. That was the year I, was, I literally landed in the airport, never left the airport, went home. So then I ran it that fall. Somewhere between, um, I actually ran Boston with a calf injury and did okay. Mm-hmm. I think a 301. Uh, yeah, Boston it's okay. was a 257. That was mm-hmm. my best marathon time. Um, but between those two races, just weird stuff started to happen, you know, injuries, um, gut wasn't great and it it eventually escalated, but I contracted a parasitic infection. Um, and it's, it's one obviously that the only way you can find it is in your stool, but I went to, you know, all this to say, I got to a point where running was hurting, belly was distended, fatigue, joint pain, just a lot of autoimmune stuff. Yeah. So I went to doctor after doctor after doctor. And, you know, I've never really had a health issue. I was a collegiate athlete, picked up running when I graduated college. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was devastating. But, you know, with functional doctors and UVA, we found the parasite. We got rid of it. But it was it was a three-year or, ordeal. Uh, fractured my hip tore my labrum. Um, it just nutrient steals from your body. So it makes you weak. And I guess that's, it wrecked my gut, um, had candida overgrowth. So I had to do a huge autoimmune protocol to heal my gut. So it took me a long time to just get back to running and even putting back to back days together. Um, so, you know, I remember in that moment, I I always say, you know, we talk a lot about faith, but at 38 years old, you know, I had to say, if I never run again, just get me healthy for my kids. Yeah. You know, it's okay. It's okay. If that never happens again. And it's like, you don't know what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. You, you have to just trust <laughs> not knowing what's going to happen. But, you know, fortunately, I, I mean, I healed, I've gotten through that. Um, and I feel, I mean, I almost feel stronger now than I did then. I know that's weird. So I guess I've become much more thankful every day that I get to run. You know, I used to be very rigid and um, just I think if I could tell people that, you know, people get into the strict diet and I'm going to be very rigid. And if I'm sick, I'm still going to run because it's on the schedule. I have learned that you have you've got to let go of that a bit. You you know, yes, you need to be consistent in training, but 
that if your body's telling you you need to rest, you might want to listen to it. And you know what? We all you need carbs. <laughs> you need to have ice cream every now yeah. and again. You you know you just. But I I wanted to be the best, and I thought maybe that's how I'm going to be the best. And that has also given me a lot of grace and being able to share that with others. Um, because I think you know a lot of times people look at me and think it's easy, like it's easy for her because she does so well. Yeah. But you know what? It's I always tell people. You give your best, but your best isn't always today. My, today's best might not be what my best is two years from now. So you just have to trust your training, you know, and be balanced. It's it's just it's huge. It's huge for life. You know, I'm not that way with my kids. So why am I that way? Why would I be that way? So it's that has really helped me change my outlook. And I feel grateful for every day I get to go run. You know, I love training. I was that kid that I loved practice. Mm-hmm. I love training as much as I do the races. <laughs> I love speed workouts. I know that's crazy, but I get excited to see what is my speed for this week. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love it. And I want to point out that Amy gave up the desire to be the best and then became the best. Um, <laughs> yeah. You failed well, at that. that. That didn't work for you, Amy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, let's talk about you. You have that. You're back into running. And, you know, I mean, just, just what you said about just wanting to be healthy for your kids. I mean, you had to have been just absolutely wrecked to be at that point when you're like, walking felt like worse than a marathon. God, that's gotta be just, just horrible. And to, to have been such a strong marathon runner, was it that change in mindset of having running taken away from you and having mm-hmm. three years of just misery and you mm-hmm. come out of this thing and you pick up running again and mm-hmm. you, it, it, it changed your perspective a little bit on running. You said you took it a little less seriously. Is that what brought you to the ultra running world was you were looking for something that was a little more laid back, a little less structured or, or what? Um, I, I don't know if it's not less serious. I mean, I still like, for instance, in 2019, I said, I want to go see if I can qualify for Boston. And yeah. I was six weeks out from one of my hundred attempts <laughs> and I ran a 313 at the Knoxville marathon. I was fourth female, yeah. you know, but I guess I love to still mix it up, but I think the trails for me provide just more of a peace mm-hmm. and more of an unplugged feeling. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I had several people say, you really should try these trail races. Um, And really, once I did, I was hooked, you know. Um, And I guess, too, as I get older, I just it's a nice balance. Mm -hmm. I still do some some running on the roads, but I love the balance and I love the trails and obviously the community. When I ran the first trail race and I'm like, people talk to one another like it's it's just, it's so different. You know, I mean, you know that it's yeah. a marathon. It's like, you're in these corrals. No one said, no one wants to talk. Like it's just, you feel this automatic like label, you mm-hmm. know, but the, the trail running community, I just, I've never seen anything like it. It's amazing. And I, I love that. I mean, to me, that's why I run. 
So that's what made me really fall in love with that. So I, I prefer to do that. You know, I don't mind to jump into 5Ks and if there's a marathon that I could do, but trail running is definitely my priority. That's, and, that's where my heart is. And obviously <laughs> it's, it's, yeah, you can tell it's something sure. that you've, you've really, really excelled at. Um, going back a little bit. So I wanted to talk about nutrition, but we kind of got off track. What was okay. a little piece of that missing puzzle that made it all work for you. Again, you've already paid Pat Reagan. Um, this yeah. would just be. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he doesn't mind. He would share too. Right. Um, you would laugh. I've been in ultras where I don't even drink the first hour or, and a half, hour or two, and you know maybe some fruit at an aid station, or I, there was just no rhyme or reason. Mm-hmm. I had no like calculated. So when he said, okay, 250 calories an hour, I said, what? You've got to be kidding me. Yeah. Like, and, you know, roughly 16 ounces of fluid. Now, if, if it's cold, that's really hard. So right. usually I'll do um, the Goo Roctane gels are okay. I love the Huma gels. Mm, they're yeah. like a rice base. They're more natural. Mm-hmm. Stomach loves those. Um, so depending on temperature, you know, you I'll do a combination of fluids. Goo Roctane is the, the drink mix yeah. that I use. It's got electrolytes and has amino acids in it. Um, but 250 calories an hour. And you stay on that. And if not, do more. <laughs> You know, so the first probably mm, 50 miles, I would say, I was probably a little ahead of my nutrition, probably more on the 300 mark, Um, just because, you know, they say towards the end, your stomach kind of doesn't want anything else, which I never hit that either. Mm -hmm. Never got sick, never didn't want to eat. Yeah. Um, So it's crazy. I know. But but I have practiced it for so long ever since i started working with him every single long run on sunday i carry my pack or you know handheld yeah. and i practice that every hour so it becomes like your routine you know you just you do it um that has been my saving grace huge i mean i, I can't believe what a difference you know um and i've done that he had me do we did well you know it's been crazy in the race space with covid so i did the country mile which is like a 3.16 loop on a farm yeah it's outside of Greenville, south carolina wonderful group there um they did a 24-hour run um they had a last man standing it's kind of a whole weekend of different events um And it's funny because I was there to really practice the 100K and my nutrition. Mm -hmm. Like that was my first shot to really see how is this going to work in a race. And I did it right at nine hours. But it's funny because everybody else is kind of walking and they're they're doing the 24-hour deal and finishing the 100. And there's Amy doing loops. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, I talked to a lot of people on the loops and I met a bunch of them. And some of them are Yeti runners. Mm -hmm. So I've got to see them at the races. But that was really my first experience experience to see how is this going to go and awesome felt good walked away good recovered well um the next time was the the damn yeti the 50k which that's more like a marathon yeah i hauled down that mountain at 640s yeah and my quads were done my quads have never (laughs) been on fire and pat said now you need to remember that during the hundred yeah can't do that (laughs) (laughs) 
But, you know, that was my second race to practice the nutrition and, and same thing. It's just, it's rocket fuel. I mean, you, you, I think there's, there's a lot of information out there, you know, there's, and I know that some different things, there's people that are fat adapted and they think, you know, different things work in races, but you have to have calories. And I think you have to have some carbs. Yeah. <laughs> <You I've, do. laughs> Annie, Annie Weiss is my favorite diet dietitian um that i've had her on the podcast before and she is a no fad diet no bullshit she's not about the weird she's about pop tarts and just getting like fueling your body and you've got to give it the most efficient burning fuel you possibly can um 250 calories an hour for someone that was used to i ain't gonna drink for the first two hours (laughs) that that for you must have been a real a, a real adjustment to make in your training to going like I've got to eat how much an hour? Yes. Yes. It it took some time. The first couple runs, tummy wasn't real sure about it, you know? Like I was just like, "Oh man, this is tough." <laughs> but, you know, just practicing it. I mean, just staying true to the process, you know? I would try to do a little less, didn't feel as good. Yeah. So it's just, you, you just, you have to trust it, you know, and practice it. I think that's the big thing. You can't go into a race and do that if no. you've not done it at all in your training. You, you know, I do run first thing in the morning. Yeah. So most time I'm going out running fasted, mm-hmm. but on long run days, always, always carry my nutrition. You um, know, that's, yeah. I think you have to practice it. Otherwise your body's going to be like, wow, we don't know what to do with this. You know, that is a recipe so, for, for shitting your pants. If you, yeah, pra- right. if you don't practice, <laughs> you don't want to do no, that. No, no, it's embarrassing. That's the yeah. picture that everybody will see from that race. You just don't want to, don't want to end yeah. up like that. Um, Amy, and I'm only asking this because I, I want people to know you are not, a my sized person. I'm 195 pounds. You, you're, you're about. If I had to guess, and I shouldn't be guessing. I'm only doing this because I want. This is an okay, exercise. You can guess. There's a reason for this. Uh, what okay. well, 130 is what I would guess. No, no. I'm well. I just weighed the other day. I'm usually between 108 and 110. Okay, so 110. So I was, I'm five I was, one. Okay, I don't know how. No. To, I'm only judging by Zoom, and I'm so big. Yeah. So. I thought maybe you were taller. I say that I say that only for this reason. You're yeah. 110 and you're putting yeah. down 250 calories an hour. I think that's yeah. a great lesson. People are going to leave bad reviews now. You should never ask a woman never. their weight. That's disgusting. <laughs> you know, pig. I was actually 106.7 the other day. That must be from the race. But must be. You're right. You make a very good point. So I, you're looking at what? 60, 70, you know, grams of carbs mm-hmm. an hour. And yeah. I'm... 108 110 so right so just take that into account folks listen if if amy is putting down 250 uh, calories an hour at 110 pounds your one gel an hour at you know 190 pounds ain't ain't doing shit for you no no it's 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 really It's, it's And it's, I think too, you know, especially on the women's side, we have so many things in our head. Like if we eat too much, you've got to fuel, your body will let it go if you give it to it, you Mm -hmm. know? Yeah. It's it's so important, especially in race. Yes. That's That's a good point. (laughs) Well, that's a good point you brought up too. Like as a man, 
There is zero yeah. pressure on me. There's zero pressure that if I'm looking bloated at a race, nobody cares. I don't yeah. have to, I don't have a, men do not have the same relationship with food that women have because society has been much harder on women and judges women much more harshly than it does men. And so, mm-hmm. yeah, I can imagine that that might be hard for some people to swallow, pun intended, yeah. 250 calories an hour, but yeah. it's the secret sauce that fueled you to a 15 hour, 100 miler. That's right. That's right. Absolutely incredible stuff. Race-wise, kind of, you you talked a little bit about your day and and, and the start of running this. This was your fourth attempt. You had failed three times before at the 100-mile distance, but now you've got this new new plan. You've got a Mm -hmm. a new coach, a great coach, Pat Reagan. I would recommend anybody looking for a coach, I think Amy's a great example. Um, give give old Pat a call, and his sweet mustache will help you uh, achieve your dreams. This is not a commercial for him. Um, but, but so you you're approaching this. You've got some new things. These new things are working. Where's yeah. your mind at at the start line? Is the goal I'm going to win this thing outright? Or is the goal more of I'll just go out there and see what I can do? Maybe I'll slide in around 16. Yeah, I think ultimately I said, I'm going to finish this thing. I there's I'm going to finish this thing. Mm -hmm. You know, I've put in the training. I've got the nutrition. I'm going to complete this hundred. Obviously, I had the goal in in the back of my mind between 16 and 17 hours. I can do that. You know, I know what I've done on training runs, but um, never would have dreamed of being first. Um, you know, obviously I'm, I'm comfortable being in that top. I mean, I've been there before, but that would, that would definitely wasn't the goal. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like, I, I really didn't have any idea. In fact, for a while, I wasn't really sure when I was running with the guy that needed the fluids, him and I were out front and I didn't even, you don't even, it doesn't dawn on you, right. you know, and you're like, Oh, <laughs> but really I just ran my race that day. Um, I just, I didn't think a whole lot about that. And it's funny because there was talk of the second place guy. I think he's gaining honor. And I think, think he was only seven minutes behind me when we made the turn in Abingdon, which yeah. would be like a 33 miles, a yeah. 50K. But again, like I just said, you know what? I'm running my race. I'm running my race. It, it, okay. If he does, that's awesome. Cause he's awesome. You know, like that doesn't matter to me, you yeah. know, it, it'll all fall where it may be. But that was my biggest thing is you're running Amy's race. You, you're doing, I know what I can do, you know, like I know what's comfortable. I know how I feel and I can't worry about anything else, you know? So I don't know. I don't ever look at it like, Oh, I'm running to win this thing. Yeah. <laughs> you know, no, I, it was, I'm telling you, it's still kind of sinking in. Like I, it still shocks me a little bit, but it was a, it was a, you couldn't forties in the morning, um, maybe 70 in the hot of the day, but not humid at all. You know, beautiful stars at the nighttime, 40s. I mean, you couldn't ask for better running day. Well, you, you didn't know? have much time to run in the night. You you definitely did not test out the battery life on your headlamp. <laughs> yes, I only had about, what, two and a half, three hours in the dark. Not too long. Yeah, not at all. You didn't need but to buy the fancy headlamp. My- 
my kids were little, all my hours were in the dark. So I'm very comfortable running at night. That doesn't bother me. But yeah, I didn't have too much. I was glad to get up and down that mountain, you know, before it, it got dark because it's it's more rocky and rooty mm-hmm. up at the top. Yeah. Um, it's funny, too. I will say at the 50 mile mark, I felt great. That's where I picked up my first pacer. Yeah. You could pick them up at, I think, mile 41. But I, it just was easier for me to wait until I got through the first 50. Yeah. Um, but I told him there, I said, this is my day. I've got this. Yeah. You know, I'm going to do this thing. So just the mindset all day was good. You know, I really, I felt confident. And I just kept remembering what Pat said. This race is not bigger than you. You, you just have to take it piece by piece. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he was right, you know, um, because it is overwhelming, I think, with having success in other races to to. It's a DNF was really hard for me. Yeah. Um, But I've learned that, you know, that's not that's not failure. I think failure is quitting, you know, just quitting altogether. But you learn from it. I have learned so much from those races. And um, there's no shame in that. Um, I'm probably not somebody either that would limp through like I strained a groin in one race and pulled a hamstring in another like I'm not somebody I would rather just pull get well and run again you know so I'm not going to limp through something and everybody has a different mindset and what their goal is and there's nothing wrong if they want to limp to the to the end but for me I wanted to be able to come back get well get running again and figure this out (laughs) so you talked about about mile 50 you pick up your pacer you know you're halfway through the race and having that this is my day feeling did you ride a 50 mile long runner's high of just like this is happening (laughs) you mean like to the first 50 miles but i say this like the second 50 miles because you said when you pick up your pacer you said your pacer this is my day great it's funny i kept apologizing to like my pacers i'm like i know this might seem feel slow to you but they're like no you're doing fine you're running 100 miles (laughs) you know that's been my biggest thing is it's weird for me to run like a 9 30 or a 10 pace that feels like but i knew to get up that mountain because you know that's a long 18 miles up there patience yeah it's okay to run 10, 10 minute miles, right? You've mm-hmm. got to haul down an 830 and nine minute miles. So it's okay. But I never just like the rhythm just felt good. Like I couldn't wait to get to the top. I couldn't wait to stride out coming down. You know, my quads felt good. Yeah. I just, I just, I felt, I felt good the whole way. It's just, it's crazy to me. You know, even, even, um, some friends came out and, a another guy that's run ultras, him and his buddy came and they said, no one is this happy in a hundred miles. <laughs> they came to the last three and a half miles. They're like, how are you this happy? How are you moving this well? I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> but it, it's cra- it really is crazy to me, you know, because I just remember my failed attempts and how I hurt so bad. Mm. Like I just, I couldn't run. I physically couldn't run anymore, but that's your body shutting down because I didn't give it fuel. Like it was, it, it you can't expect it to do that. Right. Right. So, um, and that's not to say, you know, I mean, I, gosh, I've had bad training runs, you know, yeah. you have like, I call them character building runs, <laughs> Yeah. you know, in the dead heat of summer and just, you, you know, you struggle, but those are what make you stronger. I really do believe that, you know, your low, your low times 
are building you. And if you just stay with it, stay consistent, sunshine will come one day for everybody. I know it. (laughs) (laughs) Was there a moment, Amy, when you allowed yourself to, to really kind of let the wind sink in where you're like, Oh my God, I'm, I'm pretty far ahead. We're yes. not too far from the finish line. I'm going to I'm going to win this thing. The the W is going to happen. My ultra sign up stats are going to go through the roof. <laughs> yeah, I would say in that that last little 3 and a half miles, I knew that I had it. Mm-hmm. I mean, and I I was kind of with my pacer. I mean, he's like, "You realize you're not just finishing, like you're winning this thing." Right. I was like, I am. I ju- it's funny, you know, Jason gives every runner a hug when yes. they come in. And I I jumped up in his arms. I'm like, you know what? I should have thought about this. I hope he doesn't drop me. <laughs> I won't be able to get up. <laughs> oh, and I actually, it's funny. I couldn't sleep that night. You know, like I just, you just think about all the moments during the day. And yeah. I, I, I just, I'm a morning bug. So I'm like, you know what? Uh, we went and to the finish to see people finishing at 26 hours. You yeah. talk about just inspiring. Yeah. Think about it. They had been through a night, another sunrise. And so I had to do a two and a half mile walk anyway, but that's, it was, it was wonderful to walk right there, you know, a mile from the start and just cheer them in. And some people like, I, it's funny. I went, I took an Epsom salt bath when yeah. I got home, but did not wash my hair. I had my slippers on, my jammy pants, a hat. <laughs> <laughs> and I so I'm high five and I'm like, you're right there. You were almost there. And they're like, are you the one that won? I said, yes. I'm like, you can recognize me. <laughs> so it was really wonderful to just hug some of those people that, you know, I got to see kind of during the day. That mm. was really, that was fun, you know, and all it touches me because, okay, yes, I know it, it was, it was wonderful to finish fast, Yeah, but that takes a lot lot of grit and determination and toughness to stay out there, you know, 26 hours, like that's hard for me to grasp, you know? Mm -hmm. So it's, that is just as special and it's just as wonderful. It is my time, I think, you know? So it was really cool to go out there and see that, you know, the next morning. Um, That's what makes a sport special. You know, Mm -hmm. that's huge. Those people will go home. It's going to change their life, you know? Mm -hmm. I think that's awesome. You know, there's there's groundbreakers in this sport, and I think anything that mm-hmm. ultra running has proven beyond just standard running is the farther you go, the odds increase for a woman to level the playing field with a man and even excel. You you got yeah. Courtney DeWalter w- winning overalls at races. You see it yeah. happening more and more. Yes. Did you think at all about that? Like, think about how we're not even 100 years removed from women not being allowed to run the Boston Marathon because people thought their uteruses would fall out. Did you, (laughs) you know, I mean, it's ridiculous to say out loud. It's ridiculous to say out loud. I think about that often and not 
to get, I mean, I don't know if we can talk about this, but you know, I'm going through a, a really tough perimenopause, mm-hmm. like not ovulating anymore, not really cycling. I've had some dysfunctional bleeding and I don't yeah. mind to talk about it. I think women should, yeah. I mean, we should be sharing, but you know, it basically I'm in menopause, like all my numbers show that, but my uterus is twice as thick. And so I've had a lot, I really last year I had four months where I'm just bled crazy 15 days four months in a row yeah iron dropped um and that's something that pat has helped me with too we like i did a blood draw today um but my iron in all my life has never been low and it's very common in runners but um i've always been on top of you know red meat and just diet and and it dropped and I felt like garbage and I knew it. I knew something had to be wrong and that's what it was. And with my wonderful gynecologist, I'm on a very low dose, um, you know, estrogen progesterone ratio. Yeah. We've kind of like stopped the bleeding from being so bad. In fact, I skipped a month in the summer and literally we, we stopped it before this race, three days before this race. Cause I was on like a 20 day, like yeah. kind of spotting, you know, we should talk about it. Women, we are, we are capable of anything. We just have to, we have to pay attention to us right, <laughs> and, right. and how our bodies are changing. But you know, that doesn't mean I can't run. That doesn't mean I can't compete. You just have to take care of those things. Um, and that's, I think more than anything, that's what I would love. I think women just think it's over when they're a certain age or yeah. they can't do it. You know, we can, well, <laughs> we, yeah. can we can do it. Well, no, and to think about it, yes, I mean, you're, you're not, I'm not interviewing a fresh out of college 20 year old who was on the mm-hmm. college cross country team. You've been through life. You've raised three kids, right? Yes, 19, 16, and 13. Those are about my ages. I've got 19, um, 17, and 15. So that that and alone, you should get an award because living with three teens is not easy. Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's enjoyable at times. It's a pain in the ass the other times. Yes. But, but no. They are the joy of my life. They are. Yes, it's tough. Those teen, these teen years are tough. You know. <laughs> Sometimes you have to look in the mirror and go and remind yourself, like, they are the joy in my life. Remember yes. that? <laughs> <laughs> That's right. It may not seem like it now, but they're the joy of my life. Um, but but no, and I think, you know, for you, and I, I think we do need to talk about these things. And I, I think too often, I mean, I, I did years ago, I, I, I had a, a women's running special on the podcast. And there are so many things I didn't even think about, right? I didn't even think about yeah. what is it like when you're a woman and you're, and you're running and you're racing on your period and how that yeah. adds so much time to your stops and, and and it adds a layer of difficulty and i remember someone saying like you need to cut that part out of the podcast no one wants to listen to that and i was like well i i strongly disagree because i think there's women that that are running races that are dealing with that and to hear other women say like here's how i deal with it it's yep. a, it, it makes it normal and i think we need to make it more normal and i don't think women should have to hide and in alleyways and secrets and corners and, and no. discuss in chat rooms. Like, what do you do in these situations? I think if we normalize it, we make it yeah. okay. And I think if, 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 if my, if, if myself as a man, as a husband, mm-hmm. as a father of, of, of two daughters and a son, I can't say I support women. If I won't, if I can't talk about this kind of stuff, you know, I can't be like, ah, I'm a big support woman. Stop talking about your premenopause. That's disgusting. <laughs> you know, we get to get this stuff out in the light, make it more normal and go like, look, 
Here's Amy Hamilton. She's 44 years old. She ran a 45. 50, did I say 40? I'm sorry. That's okay. We can take that. We'll go young. She's she's 28 years old. She's got three teenagers. We don't know how. Um, yes. No, but to, at 45 years old, to go out and run a 15-hour 100-mile that's that's inspiring and then especially to say all that you've had to go through in the past with the parasite and what you're dealing with now i sure hope somebody is listening to this right now and goes well jesus if amy could do all that mm-hmm. well what's what's stopping me well the answer is only only yourself and you know going out and, and getting a pair of shoes but that has to be because a lot of people in their 40s they go okay my fastest days are behind me that's but right you're proving that that's not the case at all no not at all. You've done it, Amy. You've inspired people. <laughs> That's all you can hope for, right? I hope so. If I can just, yeah, if I can encourage one person, that would make me happy. You know, like that's that's important. Yeah. Um, one piece of training advice that you would give to someone, some magic revelation you've had in your you know, past four-year mm-hmm. ultra transformation, what is one piece of training advice that you think people should that what people could use that could really transform their running. Wow. One piece of advice. Consistency. Mm-hmm. You know, um, if you're going to do three days a week and you do that for yeah. <laughs> six weeks, you know, consistency, I, it's, it's everything. I think. What about recoveries? Well, you talked a little bit about that and I wanted to, you talked about that. Was That's new. a good one. Um, because this is something that was really hard for me to learn. Some weeks I don't have a day off, but mm-hmm. I have easy run days. So, you know, my, if it's Monday, usually Monday is that practice running slow mm-hmm. to get faster. I mean, I practice to, to make those easy days, nine minute miles. That is hard. It's hard for me to go out and run nine minute miles. Now, sometimes after a 32 miler and a, a big weekend, it's not so hard, right? But practice running slow on easy days. Easy days should be just that easy. It makes you faster. It makes your quality workouts better. It teaches you how to do that in an ultra, mm-hmm. like a hundred. All right. What's next? What's next, Amy? Here you are. You've got a Western got, States qualification. Um, JFK is my next race. Okay. Um, this will be the third time to run this one. Um, I improved it by a half hour. So I'm looking to maybe take some more time off, maybe do improve it again. Yeah. That would be wonderful. Um, that is what's next for, for racing as far as um, next year. I don't know. I'm overwhelmed. I'm, I'm supposed to talk to Pat soon and we're going to try to, you know, iron out maybe the schedule, but that is what is next is JFK. <laughs> Very good. Amy, yeah. this has been an absolute joy uh, of a chat, getting to know you, um, sharing your story and just seeing you know the the posts of you at, at at Yeti and just the smiles and just the time where it was like oh my god I mean Yeti is a very fast course and I think Pat proved that last year it's a very fast wow. course but yeah. fifteen hours on a on a on a fast course like Yeti I mean the yeah. danger in a fast course is you can run yourself into the ground so it's quite an accomplishment to do 15 hours and 23 minutes and 30 seconds. Absolutely incredible. I think 
uh, you know, you've got a, a bright future ahead of you <laughs> in this running world. And it's going to be very fun to watch you uh, in the future, Amy. Oh, it's an honor to join you. Thank you for so much for having me. Oh, no problem. We'll have you on again. I have a feeling that you're going to do something awesome and we'll have Amy Hamilton on again. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Amy Hamilton, right. everybody. Uh, AdventureJogger.com. If you've not gone there, there's back episodes there. There's also Adventure Jogger gear, which you can check out. Thank you so much, everybody, for listening. We're back next week with a new episode. We are 100% listener supported. You can make a monthly pledge on our Patreon page. Just search the Adventure Jogger on Patreon or go to theadventurejogger.com. Join the community on Facebook and Instagram by searching The Adventure Jogger. And subscribe to The Adventure Jogger wherever you get your podcasts so you don't miss a single episode. 